Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Quarry After Show. We've got one episode still left, but today we're discussing episode seven, where Olsen is about to catch Max. So, oh my God, what a cliffhanger. And uh, we've got a special guest, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Halloween in Quarry Town, or I'm just gonna call it Quarry Town. Yeah, I think it's Memphis, but Quarry Town works better. I know it's Memphis, yeah. but yeah. Quarry Town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Acrecia. Welcome back. Hey guys, you can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And uh, I'll be sure to get a lot of thoughts for you because you, as of now, you're 100% not going to make the finale, correct? Yes, unfortunately. So this is the last time for this season that we get Lucretia, but we will have Courtney Henderson for the finale. So we do a little switcheroo there. Um, But it is thanks to you that we have uh, our special guest on the line, um, uh, the character of Marcus, played by Joshua Williams III. Hello, sir. Hey, Joshua. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, you had the pleasure of uh, seeing last week's uh, after show, correct? Yes, I have. Excellent. And what did you think? Did you, how, how would you rate us? Um, <laughs> um, I like you guys. I always like you guys. Um, after every show, I mostly watch um, how people reviews about it. Um, and uh, all of them were positive. So right now I'm just hoping for a season two. Um, that would be cool, you know. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I think there's definitely, um, from what I'm reading, there's a lot of story still left to be told. Of you know, there's so many questions, and so if uh, if this is it, I know a lot of people would be very upset. They want to see uh, this continue on. Mm-hmm. So, so I think uh, th- things are looking positive. Um, yeah. But but uh, for definitely fans at home, you know, show your support for the show. You know, e- obviously you guys watch it. Um, you guys like it, but but be vocal about it. I think it, it does help, even though you know perhaps you might not think it does. Um, but Lucretia, overall, th- um, you know, sort of thoughts on this episode. A lot happened. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of getting there, and so you know, are you excited to see what happens? Yeah, this episode was so action packed. Stuff actually happened, like you said. Mac actually talked <laughs> for the yeah, first five yeah, minutes. I, I was like, oh my what? god, he he speaks. And then, of course, I love Buddy, so, you know, especially when they had to pretend to be a couple, that was, that was pretty funny. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And uh, the, the biggest thing, let's, let's start off with this, because Marcus finds the money, um, and that's a, that's a major play. Um, and so I want, you know, kind of, how did, um, I, I, you know, I, I get, what, what's, what's the right question to sort of ask? Um, you know, what, what direction, I guess, did they give you to, to sort of find this money? Uh, because it's kind of in the world's worst hiding spot underneath the um, uh, yeah. sink in the in the bathroom. Um. Well, I don't really know. Um, you know, considering the fact that um, Mac is trying to find it, Joni's trying to find it, um, Moses is trying to find it, everybody's trying to find it, and I just find it in the bathroom sink is pretty um pretty weird, but um. If I wasn't playing my character, I would probably think that I would find the money, too, because, um, you know, I'm this son. I'm supposed to always be there with him or, or, or him telling me where it would be and stuff like that. So, um, the kitchen's, uh, no, not the kitchen sink, uh, the bathroom sink. Um, 
Well, let me let me ask you this. Uh, you know, when when you do find it, you know, th- through the eyes of Marcus, what's kind of going through his head? I mean, this is a very large sum of money, obviously, right. and so you know, and he's still very young, very impressionable. So you know, what what's going through his mind? Um, once he finds the money, um, once he goes back to Ruth, his mother, um. He thinks to himself, this is what everybody's been weird about. Because in the last episode, I've seen um, Joni look for it in my dad's closet. And people are starting acting, to be acting weird and stuff like that. So my character is con- basically confused on what to do. And um, so next, I think he does what every kid would like to do, buy stuff. And uh, that's why he bought um, a basketball and some roses for her mother. Uh, since he cared about it and all that, so yeah. Absolutely. What, what about you, Lucretio? Uh, what What are your thoughts after um, Marcus finding this money? I mean, because this is this is a long time coming. Yeah, and I, I had predicted that Marcus either knew or would find it because you know he started to suspect some things, like with Joni, you know, in the closet looking around, that he thought something was up. So either he already knew or was going to find it himself. But I really liked that he found it, and the first thing he did was buy his mom some flowers and a basketball. Like that's what a kid would do. Huh. Let me let me ask you huh. guys both this: um, Does is he eventually going to tell? Like, does he have intention of mm-hmm. telling Ruth? Does he inten- have any intention of telling Mac or even Moses? Um, or does he try to keep it secret? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't even want to give out. Like, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a, um, spoiler. Ter- yeah. Spoiler territory for you. What, what, what about you, Lucretia? What? Um, which direction do you think he's going to head in? I think that Marcus will actually tell his mom and probably Moses because he's developing this bond, but he may just sort of test his mom first and see, you know, what she thinks about it. Cause you know, I don't think she had any idea that all that money was there. And to me, Marcus, you know, certainly buying the flowers for her, you know, means that, you know, he loves his mom and things like that. Would you do that, Joshua? Would, if you found that kind of money, would you buy your mom some flowers? <laughs> uh, I would buy my mom something. Um, uh, yeah, I would buy her some flowers, but um, I would buy a tree for me too. Cause I'm <laughs> yeah. I found it, you know, so, um, yeah, without giving it away, um, if I wasn't Marcus and I was just like a viewer that's watching the show, I would think he's going to tell his mother or mm-hmm. probably Moses or that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's I, I, I think, believe it or not, I, I actually think he would tell Moses over Ruth simply because, um, you know, I, I think he's trying to protect his mother uh, and, you know, Ruth doesn't have the idea of who Arthur really was. Um, I don't think she wants to know. And so in some ways, I think Marcus, um, you know, is trying to step up and be the man of the house. And by if he were to tell her, I mean, that's, that's a very large sum of money. That's going to open up so many questions for Ruth, <laughs> something that he, Marcus probably doesn't want to do. And so he's going to confide in Moses. That's my prediction. Right. Yeah, so. I could see him asking, you know, certainly maybe telling him just to sort of ask his opinion on where to go from there. Do I tell my mom? What is this about? Do you know? I mean, because, yeah, you find that large sum of money and know your mom doesn't know about it, you kind of think it's nefarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when when a house, you can sell a house for eight grand 
and you have thirty grand in basically yeah. like that's yeah that's a you know I don't even know how to think in those terms. Yeah, and with 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 Marcus, um, him finding just thirty grand just laying around in the kitchen sink. I mean, the bathroom sink. It doesn't pretty make sense because he knows his mother is struggling. He knows that she doesn't have a, a, a backbone to depend on if like something goes wrong or anything. So um, just having thirty thousand grand, thirty thousand dollars just laying around somewhere that that tricks his brain up a little bit. It makes him think about what's been going on in his life. So yeah. Yeah, and I, I think too, for heading into the season finale, it's going to come full circle because you know episode one. <laughs> And, you know, that was sort of the inciting incident that started all of this. Uh, and, you know, I'm really, you know, uh, Mac couldn't protect Arthur and, you know, it, it ate away to him. And then when he couldn't protect Marcus on, on the bus scene, um, I, I think this this could be like strike three in, in some sense. You know, I'm worried something bad's going to happen ultimately. Or maybe Mac for once, you know, uh, can actually put it stopped or something i don't know it's just um the show the show has a habit of being very gruesome in the in a good way but yeah. i get nervous when it comes to our people um speaking of moses let's you know I, I know he didn't have a lot but um he he did ask ruth out on a date um and uh is this business or pleasure mm-hmm. are we think lucretia what do you think ultimately i think it's a little bit of both because you know moses he really comes off as a smooth fella uh, i like i like his character he's mysterious so i can see certainly why ruth would be attracted to him but he's sort of developing this fatherly bond with marcus so i could see him going you know and being actually interested in ruth and wanting to help because he doesn't seem say as too far gone as someone like mac or buddy you know he's more you know in tune with what's going on as far as like trying to escape because we don't really see him doing drugs or you know what he does is music to escape yeah um what do you what do you think uh uh i keep keep wanting to call you marcus but uh, it's joshua (laughs) oh well i think it's both too but at the same time he isn't gonna stop looking for that money um just because it's just a, a little kid and a, and a mom struggling together with a, a baby sister, mm-hmm. he got to keep looking for that money because he's still on a job, you know? Um, and um, from, from your perspective, you know, we'll talk about this at length with Buddy because of what happened. But, um, you know, is is Moses kind of aware of the true power of the broker? And do you think, you know, just again, what um, from you as as, as a viewer – um, that he's kind of aware of that and he, that he is scared. And so therefore that's what would prevent him from crossing the line in any, any way, shape or form against the broker. Yeah. Um, I mean, nobody's, look at the broker. Nobody's going to do nothing <laughs> like <laughs> talking about it. Um, but Moses, he still has to be on his job. I mean, episode eight, episode eight is going to be crazy. So, Keep in mind about Moses. Moses isn't going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, okay. mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be amazing. It's Cop- going to be nice. Copy that. Um, all right. Um, well, <laughs> before we dive into the, the rest of the storylines, um, why, uh, why don't we interview Joshua about uh, how did you um, how did you get started with the show? Why don't we start there? 
Um, I auditioned for it in New Orleans. I live in New Orleans. Um, I auditioned. I thought it was the worst audition I have ever done. <laughs> Apparently, it was the greatest audition because that, that I ever done because it's my first thing I ever done. Um, Corey is the first thing I ever done, and people was like, "Really? That's on set." People was like, "That's just." I thought she was in more things. I'm like, nah. So, um, I auditioned for it. They called me back for a callback, and it was the scene with me and Mac in the car, the car scene that mm-hmm. we we're going to school. It was the scene that I had to do that on, and um, they liked me. So, so that, that's interesting because I mean that's um, that scene happened so deep into the season. So you know, um, it's just interesting to note that they had that already written when they're right. casting for you know a big role like that with you. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a hard scene because um, while we were driving the car, Logan was supposed to be smoking a cigarette, and the cigarette supposed to be all in the air. And um, I thought they were gonna elaborate more on that because the script said that, but um, they didn't. So it was pretty easy. At the same time, it wasn't because um, my voice was keep changing because I was going through puberty <laughs> at the time. So. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. I, it was crazy. It was crazy. How did um how did you sort of prepare for the role, and what, what sort of direction did they give you guys? Because obviously the the subject matter um is I I think you know it's both gruesome, but also uh, highly intellectual with in terms of the way it ties into what's going on in Memphis and. And obviously the United States, but then Vietnam. So you know, I mean, you're a fairly young kid. How, how did you? How did they kind of present all of these heavy things to you? Um, basically, um, I kind of sunk into it. Um, I read the script thousands and thousands of times. Um, when it came down to the um, bus scene, I. I had to really practice. I mean, I stayed up all night. Um, and considering the fact that it was down here, I got to, um, you know, it was it was right by my house, but I got to stay on it. I got to um, study my lines the majority of the time, like 24-7. I mean, like, I really, I really wanted to kill that, and that's what I did. Did you guys like the bus scene? Because I, I think I did a good job. Oh yeah, that that was a very powerful scene. Yeah, I mean but, it's, a, um, it's a very memorable scene, and you know, like when when you know, I think if we did like a whole wrap up episode on on season one, that would definitely be up there in terms of how memorable it was because of, you know, obviously its impact, but but just itself, you know, um, right. and what it meant, especially in that time. Right. So but, um, preparing for Marcus. Um, I had to get his. I had to get his voice down. I had to. Um, I had to discover a new way to not be Joshua, but to be Marcus. So um, it was kind of hard. At the same time, it wasn't. I mean, before all of this, I went to a, a acting camp called Anthony Bean Community Theater. I was doing theater, mm-hmm. so I was used to all of this um, script, 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 script. Um, so once it came down to me being Marcus, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a, a hard job to do. I mean, it was hard, but I mean, yeah, who, Josh, 
Who did um because I, I mean uh, there's so many great actors um, on the show and obviously you don't get to interact with all of them, but uh, did you get any advice from any one of them? You know whether um, you know Mac or uh, Moses or Ruth. Yeah. Um, um, while we were no while while we were doing the car scene with me and um, Logan, who plays Mac. Um, we were discussing, um, like, just getting to know each other, you know, exchange numbers. Uh, I'm talking to him almost every day. Hmm. I'm trying not to be aggravated. But um, um, Logan and uh, me, we really discussed on how we became ourselves as in acting terms. Um, I discovered that his mom or dad, they were in theater as well or something like that. Not, I don't remember that much, but um, Logan and me, we really had a, a strong chemistry together. Um, who else? Ruth and Moses. Um, I was with them majority of the time, so mm-hmm. we got to talk about some things. We got to elaborate about some things, how um, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And um, to remember, this is all. This is like this is this is real. So we have to. Be real. We have to. This is Moses. We have to, um, like, really become Moses, Marcus, and Ruth. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. What was um, speaking of uh, Logan who plays Mac? The, what, what's he like? I mean, does he does he talk a lot more than than Mac himself? And if so, like, what's his de- what's his actual demeanor? He's a nice guy. You know. Um, um, Logan, Logan is, I, I told him, I told him, um, I like to, I just, I don't like to dance. I like to, I mean, I don't like to act. I like to dance. And, uh, he said, show me what you got. I said, um, <laughs> uh, well, you see what happened was, um, and then he was like, come on, come on. So I just, I just showed him this finger move thing. And then he got so out of control. He put it on Instagram and, and I was like. Really? So uh, <laughs> we'll have to check that oh, out. No, I'm You're... like, oh, we gotta find yeah. that on Instagram. It'll be funny. Yeah, he, he loves that. Uh-huh. He said, "Keep on setting." I'm like, hmm. I don't have any more moves in me. Um, <laughs> I'm 14, so you know. You got plenty of moves left. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. Ah oh, man. So you said uh, you live in New Orleans. Did you grow up there as well? Yes. So that's great, especially being how closely aligned with, you know, as far as music and certain histories with New Orleans versus Memphis. Uh, did that help you really develop the Marcus character a little bit more? Um, yes and no. Um, I got the I got the accent down. Yeah, I, I got that accent down. But um, determining like just simple things like walking and. Itty bitty stuff like that. Um, New Orleans, New Orleans. I love music, and this show has a lot of jazz music in it. I, yeah. I like, I like the Al Green. I like, I like all of it. So, um, it was off and on. Like I can't say. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Yeah, I know. I'm a big jazz music fan as well, and I'm from East Texas, so it was pretty close to you know Louisiana and New Orleans. So I was very familiar with the music history. And while New Orleans is more jazz and Memphis is more blues, it's just really interesting how they can kind of intersect. And there's a lot of similarities there. 
Yeah, <laughs> especially especially with the French quarters down here. Oh yeah, <laughs> we had <laughs> we had some people down here. It's just amazing, amazing. Absolutely. Now, uh, before we kind of dive back into the episode, uh, I'm curious. Uh, do you, so, obviously, you're very familiar with the show. Do you are you allowed to watch the, the episodes? <laughs> I mean, both in terms of uh, nudity and and all all the subject matter. Seems like you're very well versed with it. Um, I wasn't surprised. Uh, um, I was surprised at first. I didn't know there was gonna have a lot of you know, nudity and stuff like that, <laughs> of that nature. So, um, um, we didn't have, as you, you guys know that we didn't have a premiere party. We did not. We didn't, we didn't have a premiere party at all. We had a, um, after party when, uh, we were all finished. So they had showed some clips about it. And, uh, Logan was by me. He said, Hey, are you sure you're supposed to be watching this? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the same uh, thing. I don't know. Uh, he said, of course, it's your show. But, um, <laughs> That's a good um, answer. I, I, was, I, I was, my mom was like, turn your head. I was like, no, my show. I'm supposed <laughs> to be watching it. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I, was, I was new to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, there's times I've seen Lucretia and Courtney turn their heads. <laughs> I've turned my head a few times, too. I mean, th- there's definitely <laughs> moments that I'm not even ready for. Oh, I, I love the violence. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I like everything about this. Show. Uh, it was amazing. Let me tell you. Well, indeed. So let, let's talk. Um, let's talk. Speaking of mixing business and pleasure, Olson uh, is hot. His his new newfound passion, thanks to uh, the song lyrics, he's back on the trail. Um, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. As the saying goes, bless his heart. He wants to tell the sister, like, mm-hmm. hey, like it's so endearing in a way that he's trying to tell her of, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I've reopened up the case, and she's like, wait, so you're just using this to sleep with me to get the the case? Like this is just weird. And then she basically dumps him. Yeah. Oh man, what what a scene that was. I mean, uh, <laughs> Lucretia, since uh, you're the only female on the panel mm. by default. Um, how would you, you know, do do you understand her reaction to it? Only because I've seen every romantic comedy ever where the same thing happens. Oh, it was just a bed or, oh, it was just for this. But, you know, normally it turns out that that may have been the way it started, how you met, but there's still that relationship there. And much like every romantic comedy ever, I feel that Sandy would take back Detective Olsen if he lives through this. (laughs) Well, we'll I mean, the the thing of it is, um, I do respect the fact that she did tell him, like, hey, you know what? Um, You sort of took advantage of it. However, I also let you, so it's okay with that, but now it's time to end it. Yeah, she took responsibility, which I like, because a lot of people would sort of play the victim in that situation. But she's like, you know, it's not like I didn't let you. (laughs) Yeah. So I can appreciate that. Uh, Marcus, or I keep keep calling you Marcus. Joshua, uh, what did you think of this scene or just their relationship in general? Um, I think it's, I I thought it was going to be progressing. I had no idea what was going on. I mean, like, I had certain scenes. I didn't know everything that was going on. I had certain scenes about it, so I never really, um, what they were seeing, what they was gonna do with Detective Olsen and, and the girl, and I mean, I as a person that's watching, I think their relationship was gonna go forever. I mean, like they going on a sofa and everything, <laughs> like oh, 
Okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> non sequitur question. Have you ever seen Cabaret? Cabaret? <laughs> uh, the, the, the movie that uh, she references uh, in terms of that's her costume. Uh, no, no. I guess no. You're just like Olsen. You haven't the seen the movie either. Come back. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's based on a great Broadway musical, and um, the old version with Liza Minnelli is a pretty interesting watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's part of what upset her. She's like, you haven't seen Cabaret? And he's like, no, but apparently it's the world's greatest movie because of how you're dressed. Oh, that was <laughs> such a burn. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he, he was pretty harsh. He was pretty harsh about it. Um, he said something about um, maybe he wasn't, maybe he wasn't killed, maybe he was just stupid, something like that. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At the end, uh, I don't think it was good for him to throw stuff back in her face. Yeah, exactly with that line. That was, um, mm. you don't do that to someone. Uh, uh, but let's, uh, we'll put a pin on Olsen because we'll definitely talk about him uh, more when we talk about Mac. Um, Let's talk about the broker um, as it applies to Joni. So Joni obviously puts the house on sale, and um, the the broker's kind of keeping tabs, and he shows up for the open house. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, did I I lose you guys? No, we're still here. We can still hear you. Oh, uh, because I can't can't see my face. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm new to this. I'm sorry. All good. All good. You're doing just fine. Um. Lucretia, I mean, in, in terms of uh, in terms of the broker, is he just trying to figure out the headspace of Joni by being there? Uh, because earlier, obviously, Mac was telling him that you know she knows nothing, she knows nothing, and and he, as the broker points out to Mac, uh, this is like the third time you've said that, <laughs> um, which obviously implies something. Yeah, thou doth protest too much. And, uh, you know, that's the thing is the broker's a smart guy. Like I say, he's just a puppet master and they're all just his puppets in this world. And I just like the broker. I, I hate to say it, but he's just so cool. He's like Gus Spring, you know, <laughs> you'll like it. I keep making Breaking Bad references, but whatever. But yeah, him just sort of going to the open house and, you know, getting a good read on Joni and what she knows. I like that, you know. Yeah, um, and obviously in terms of Joni, the big thing was now finally Mac finds out, and his world is torn apart. And she tries to th- she tries to say like, "Hey, you you bought the mattress, uh, so it's kind of the same thing. You didn't consult me about the mattress. <laughs> obviously not the, the same thing. House, me, <laughs> not the same yeah. thing. Um, but um, you know." I, how do we feel about Joni sort of, you know, she does apologize, but she, obviously she's pushing the issue of, of getting this house sold. Um, do we agree with her or who Who do you side with, Mac or Joni? Honestly, I side with Joni because I don't really understand. I know for once I side with Joni over Mac. Crazy. I was like, Ugh. But I have to say, like, she's just trying to be pragmatic here. And I don't I get that he built that pool and that matters to him. But as far as like. The house itself, and then you're, you know, you owe still owe twelve thousand dollars to this broker. She's trying to give you an out in case y'all have to run, you, you know, and sell the house. You need the money. I mean, I don't really, I get his sentimentality here, but it's like, dude, you're a guy, man up. <laughs> it's just a house. <laughs> uh, Joshua, what you about know? you? Um, I gotta go with Mac because, <laughs> um, I mean. And I quote, he said, I just want to finish this last two jobs. 
a few jobs, something like that. Um, I think he should, you know, he's already, he already did some, why shouldn't he do more to save not just himself, but his house, which is he about the auction. So, I mean, why, why was he even auction the house or something like that? Why, why would, I don't, I don't get that. If, if I was a man, if I was Mac, I would be so mad because I don't want nobody to, a house that he has owned Otis Redding in, (laughs) a man's Otis Redding is something deep down in so well you can take that with him i mean i i did think i i do sign more with mac however i did feel that his reaction was a little bit childish when he's like this is what people do when they move they pack things up um so you know he he hasn't he doesn't always quite have the best reactions um but understandably i guess so he you know um you know she tells him to go see the father he does and you know he, he's upset by it, and he he thinks like buying the mattress is a nice surprise, and yeah. he finds out that the house is being sold. Um, but here's the thing: like to to your point, Joshua, you know he he's got two more jobs left. Um, you know when you look at it in terms of Buddy and and whatnot, uh, I don't think it's ever just two jobs. Yeah, you're in it for life at this point. And that's the thing is Buddy even tried to have another solution and the broker wouldn't let him. Like, you know, I can be the gun dealer. Right. And it's like, nope, you're doing this for the rest of your life. And that's why he turns to drugs or like, Mac, you know, they're looking for this escape because they know this is this is it. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it's one of those cliche things that death is the only way out. Yeah. Unfortunately. I don't, I don't think Buddy's going to end well. Um... <laughs> Taking those pills, but uh, like his mama said, taking those pills without some food or drink or anything. I don't, I don't think he's gonna do good with that. Well, he's taking drink. Yeah, <laughs> just it's not the right kind. Just not the hydrated yeah. kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and obviously that's uh, you know, and the mother's upset with him, but but Max upset with him very dearly. But um, but even before that, so I let's talk about the um the scene where he does prevent present the broker because i thought it was a i thought it was a nice enough scene you know we, we we've been speculating for a long time how does buddy get out of this uh well okay so he he figures out okay how he can be still involved in the business tangentially uh and yet the broker completely shuts him down like i, I, thought, I thought it was a a, a well done pre like the fact that he has a presentation yeah. uh you know the, this whole diagram and he flips the page and da da it's him you know, because cause even the broker says, like, okay, you've presented the problem now. Give me the solution. And I was really worried that Buddy perhaps wouldn't have the solution. But he does. I was so impressed with that. It was just like, you know, especially for that time period, he had to work really hard on that. It's not like he can just whip up a PowerPoint like we can yeah, today. Yeah, you're not going to Kinko's. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's like he did that. He worked so hard. And that was the thing is it was just soul crushing. So no wonder he's doing drugs after that. Yeah, you know, and and obviously because it represents like okay, this this was the rest of his life. He thought he had an out, and and obviously he was just degraded, um, and basically told no, more than right. told no. Um, so yeah, uh, Joshua, what, what, do you, what do you think of Buddy? It's a loaded question. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the guy made his own book. He made his own plan. Uh, um. As he told his mother, um, he said he doesn't feel feel like doing what he does, and um, I guess he's tired. I don't. We don't know how old he is. Y'all know how old he is? 
No. <laughs> killing and I, I, I would be tired too. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to do that period, you know? Um, but, but he's in a hard situation because he's been in the business for a very long time. Um, now the, the broker is trying to do the same thing with Mac. Mm-hmm. And I think Mac is going to be just like, um, buddy. Cause they have a, they have a, a similarity between each other. So I think, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think the broker is trying to persuade Mac to, you know, come join our side. You don't want to, <laughs> you know, suffer. For look, suffer looking for a job anymore, so you might as well do this, you know. Well, here's the the, the part of it to me, you know. I, th- I think the broker might have to change up his tactics because, you know, where where Buddy perhaps was always so good. The fact, the f- you know, I think Buddy is totally okay with dying yeah. because of the fact that you know Mac goes at him very hard and says like, hey, you know, you don't joke around when my life is in your hands or however he says it. Right? I'm paraphrasing. Um, well. To Buddy, it doesn't matter, you know, and more importantly, it's not that, like, he might care about Mac, but his own life really doesn't matter, and so if, if they go in there and they get shot up, that's only advantageous mm-hmm. to Buddy, it seems like, yeah. uh, which is um, obviously a very uh, dangerous mindset. Would you agree or disagree, Lucretia? Yeah, I would agree that, you know, the state that Buddy is in right now, he certainly doesn't need to be working with a partner, no matter how cute a couple they made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, and, and it just always seems, um, you know, last episode, or I think it was the last episode when they when they blew up the bus, right? Um, you know, it, it's one of those, as Max says to the broker, like, I had to move in. Uh, and, and in this regard, like, the fact that they're staking out these guys' um, credence and just completely get, I don't know, I don't, I don't, for lack of a better term, caught. Um, obviously, as they say, like, we got to move on this fast. Um and so they're given no choice but to uh, take measures that perhaps, well, in, in Max's own words, aren't cautious and careful. Mm. Uh, and obviously um, it leads to the big cliffhanger that we have at the end, uh, which was so fantastic. <laughs> um, how do we, um, I don't know, let, let's talk about the ending because it's so loaded. Um, you know, I, was on the, I was on the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. At the ending, because I, 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 again, I don't, I don't have everybody's scenes. I didn't, I, I definitely didn't have that scene. Mm-hmm. I was, I was so surprised. I, I, I really wanted to be like Detective Olsen. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't want to be right here, right, right now. I wonder what's gonna happen, um, on episode eight, because I know what's gonna happen for me, but I wonder what's gonna happen to Mac or, or Buddy. You know, yeah. Buddy, I have well, those well, pills and everything. So, well, let me ask you guys this: uh, What you know? Obvi- obviously, it sets up a really nice cliffhanger. But why? Why would Olsen in that moment choose to go after Mac? Like he, he I mean, I, it, is he not aware of what's kind of going on? There's there's guys and things like that, and I, I get that he might be preventing in his mind what might be a killing. But yeah, it's just the world's worst time. Like, dude, you're gonna get everyone here killed. Well, it it was it was probably because he just finished um arguing mm-hmm. um with um Cliff um about Cliff's situation. So he probably was like, All right. So he just went out 
um, stalked, basically stalked Mac, see where he was going, um, followed him, ended up with a gun in his hand. I don't know. Can you arrest somebody like that just because they have a gun in their hand? And... Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty weird. But, um, and then the ending when um, Mac uh, freezes up. Yeah. He says, you know, <laughs> but um, that was that was pretty good. Um, but Detective Olsen, um, yeah, he was probably mad um, from Cliff's perspective. Um, and to say that the sister, the sister, yeah, um, the sister said that uh, after 15 years, you didn't call him after 15 years and you care for him. Doesn't really make sense. So he decides to go follow Max, see what he's doing, because he believes his thing that he always believed from the beginning. Yeah. Max did it. Well, I, you know, uh, even kind of taking a quick side note, I do like how um, at the at the station he's told like, "Hey, you know, uh, Mac is a as a veteran, and you're not, so you don't know what it's like to go through that." And obviously, you know, I think that's a obviously a, a good sentiment to give him. Now, it doesn't change the fact that Mac is doing this and is responsible yeah. for these things. Um, but I do like that it was told to him, um, and yet, you know, obviously, it ends up having no weight whatsoever. Yeah, and that that's the thing is it's it's really hard to um be on Detective Olsen's side even though he is a cop and is supposedly like doing the right thing because there is that lack of acknowledgement as to what Mac has been through. While murder is wrong, you don't know the situation. And, you know, he's really sort of not a great guy himself. He's banging Glyph's sister, you know, using her for information in a way. So, yeah, I mean, it is one of those things where everybody's a little bit gray, but I do feel, or I may say this for predictions. Fair enough. I was like, Uh, yeah, good one. Well, um, obviously, we we know one, we, uh, Burkhalter, right? I think that's, that's what his name, he, he's, he's officially dead after he had passed out. Um, And so now it's Credence, so it's, to my count, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know Josh, uh, Joshua or Lucretia, um, it's four people in the warehouse, and then obviously, um, Buddy and Mac, and now Olsen. Yeah. So three different, uh, well, four different sides technically, because the 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 suppliers or whatever we want to call him, they're on their own side as well. Um, and Credence, he's preparing himself for a gunfight too. I mean, the way he loads that, you know, he he, he loads his gun. He's like, all right, let's do this so we can get home to or not get home. Let's go to the titty bar, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do we do we want to just jump into predictions because mm. it's just so exciting and we're left on. By the way, the song that was the kicker. I mean, yeah. it's one thing to have that cliffhanger, but basically, <laughs> I, I forget the lyrics. But you said, Lucretia, it's what's happening by the Marquis. Yes, uh, that was such a great song of like we want to know. It's basically saying we want to know what happens next. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> yes. Um, but all right, let's. Uh, why don't we move into predictions? Your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, what do you predict, Lucretia? I feel that um, that flashback or flash forward, really, that we had in the beginning is what we're sort of leading up to. And I feel that the guy that Mac fights and you know ultimately seems to kill in the water is Detective Olsen. People you know, have been yeah. um, 
people have been speculating that, and many people have kind of gone back in and tried to rewatch that scene to see if it is Olsen. And there's no conclusive evidence yeah. that it is indeed Olsen. So that's interesting. Um, definitely could go that way. Uh, Joshua, what, about, what, what are you most excited to see? It doesn't have to be a prediction. Uh, I know you don't, uh, don't want to spoil anything, but um, what are you excited to see, at least in terms of storyline? I'm, I'm excited to see what happens to Detective Olsen. Um, <laughs> but as, as the trailer, no, not the trailer, the commercial for um, episode eight, you know that Mac is still alive because he's talking all throughout it. You know, so um, and then they have the the war in it, and it gives you a little feel of some other flashbacks that's gonna go on in the in the episode. So I'm excited for those things. Yeah, I, I am excited for the. Yeah, it does seem like a good portion of the um, episode itself sort of does explain the backstory of who uh, who Mac really is, and that's obviously the war and so it'll be exciting to sort of go there and uh it looked wonderful i mean i I think a lot of i think they strategically chose which moments to go into vietnam because it's obviously it's not an easy thing to film you know you can end up spending a lot of money but but i think they put they strategically put their money into this portion they're going to show us quite a bit not just like a small little nugget yeah yeah, and luckily in New Orleans you can get some pretty decent areas that are going to look a lot like Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's cheaper to film there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it is. Um, so I'm most excited. I, I can't wait to see what happens, and I, I wonder if we're going to tie this up nicely or, or we're left with like another cliffhanger. Um, but either way, I'm excited nonetheless. Um, Season finale. <laughs> That's right. Season finale indeed. So um, thank you guys as always for joining us. Let us know your comments um, on the episode in the comments section. We love reading it. Uh, there's so many great things. Um, Joshua, where can people uh, follow your uh, uh, budding new career as an actor? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at jwilliams504 and my Instagram at realtdub. J. Williams 504, you said? Yes. Yeah, J. Williams 504. Excellent. Um, we'll definitely follow you, and uh, we'll have to check out that dance posted by Logan yeah. on Instagram. So that, that'll be fun. If you haven't <laughs> seen that. Back. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Uh, Lucretia, where can people follow you? You guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. There you go. And follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. Um, this is for season one. A goodbye, Lucretia. Yeah. Um, however, we've got Courtney coming back for next episode, so it's a little switcheroo, as mentioned. And uh, um, I believe we should have, as of right now, I won't say who because it, you know, scheduling always. Uh, I don't ever want to ruin the surprise, but I do believe we have a, um, a final special guest for episode eight. So very exciting. Um, hopefully, it all works out. Um, nonetheless, it promises to be a very exciting episode, so I can't wait to talk about it with you guys, and I'm sure you guys can't wait to watch it. So until then, bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.